Welcome everyone to Force of Nature Podcast. I'm your host, Matthew D. Hamilton, and I'm here with my co-host, David Botcher. Terrific. And you know what's even more terrific? We have a special guest with us this week. He's the host of the Sports Project Podcast and a longtime good friend of mine. Welcome, Breck Snyder. Thanks, Welcome, Breck. Thank oh, you. Sorry. Thank you. No, you're good. I'm happy to be here. Good. I, it's good to see you, man. We've, we've talked about having you on for a while, so I'm glad that we're finally doing it. Yeah, me too. Me too. Uh, the Force of Nature and Sports Project will team up this week, and maybe we can do it in f- uh, future times as well. Uh, this week, we have a very exciting episode. This week, we are going to talk about people killed by unusual animals. Hmm. We have several crazy tales uh, we are going to share. And Breck, uh, you brought a story for us, right? I did bring a story. A very good story at that. Good. Uh, that's right. We make our guests work on this on this podcast. Uh, And we also hope that everyone enjoyed last week's episode when we talked about hunting gone wrong and hunting accidents. That was a good one, huh, Dave? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, We got some good feedback from it as well, so I think it's something we're going to incorporate a little bit more from here on out. So I'm excited about that. Uh, Before we get started, though, I just want to thank everyone for listening. Thank all of our listeners. I feel like we're picking up new listeners every week. That's awesome. So thank you if... If you feel like you want to do more, though, do you know what you can do? You can go to iTunes, give us five stars, say something nice. It really helps our numbers, helps us number-wise, and attracts more listeners for us. So please do that. Um, but you know what, guys? Enough about that. What do you say? We get to some stories. I'm let's ready. do it. I'm ready. All right. Let's start our first story. This story is known as the Kali River Goonch Attacks. Hmm. Now... Uh, They were a famous series of fatal attacks on humans believed to be perpetrated by a man-eating goonch. Now, do you guys know what a goonch is? No. No. (laughs) What is a a goonch? A goonch. Sounds like something you'd call somebody you hated in junior high. What is that? You're such a goonch. (laughs) (laughs) It is a catfish. Okay. Oh, my goodness. So. Man-eating catfish? Yep. So the Kali River, or also known as the Sharda River, it runs through western Nepal and runs down into India. Uh, It is named after the Hindu goddess Kali. Now the catfish species is called a goonch, or they are also known as giant devil catfish. (laughs) They are one of, if not the largest species of catfish in the world. So in you know what, guys? In order to, to get to the story, we need to do something first, okay? We need to hop into a machine. Oh. Mm. Breck, do you know what machine I'm talking a about? time machine. Very good. <laughs> I, I listen. <laughs> nice. We need to hop into our time machine. We might need to crowd. Dave, you're the smallest. You might need to lap on somebody. Okay. But Hop on. <laughs> we need to hop on the time machine. Sometime. Somewhere. All right, so we are going to 1998. It's hard to believe that was 20 years ago, wasn't it? Wow. And we are going to we're going along the Kali River in India, uh, and this happens in April of 1998. First, we are going to meet a 17-year-old named Dil Bahada. He is swimming in the river either with his girlfriend or she is on the shore. I'm not I'm not 100% certain, but Dil is uh, then dragged underwater in front of his girlfriend, Ooh. never to be seen again. <laughs> uh, 
no remains were ever found. Uh, no corpse, no remains, nothing. Uh, after, even after a three-day search spanning three miles of the river. So now we are going to jump three months later to a village not far from the first attack where a young boy was pulled underwater in front of his helpless father. Again, no corpse or remains were ever found. Okay, right. wait, so now let's, 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 let's make sure we're not... Right, let's, let's put on our detective ears or something. There's no crocodiles in this Wait, area. wait, so I'm going to cover that. Okay. I'm going to get to it. <laughs> okay. Don't you worry. So I'm gonna we're gonna do a detective work here in a moment, uh, but we're all, but right now we're going to skip we're gonna skip nine years into 2007, where attacks begin happening again in April of 2007 in the same area as before. An 18 year old man named Atal Kumar was swimming in a deep part of the river with a friend. Atal was suddenly dragged underwater. A villager happened uh, to get a glimpse of the attacker, saying it looked like an elongated pig. Elongated <laughs> pig. That may have been a trans uh, translation like error. A strip but, of bacon. <laughs> <laughs> but that that seems like a very odd way to describe an animal, right? Yeah. Anyway, a search party a search party looked for the young man, but again, no remains, corpse, clothing, nothing was ever found. Now, these are only the recorded stories, so possibly more have happened. That That's something we've had in other episodes where a lot of things don't go recorded. So maybe other stories came about. But anyway, the story of these unusual attacks reached a British biologist named Jeremy Wade. You might know him from the Animal Planet TV show River Monsters. Huh. Have you guys ever seen that show? I have, oh. yeah. Yeah, that's a good show. Yeah. The, the Jeremy Wade. It's a, very, it's an entertaining show. Huh. I really liked it. And so what? He goes out and hunts these things now? So, wait. Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I got you covered. But yeah, I've seen a number of this. It's a very entertaining show. And uh, the show's first season is regarded as the best performing show in Animal Planet's history. Really? <laughs> Go figure. What, I didn't know that. When did it debut? Like 2009. Okay. Like, For 10 years, about 10 years. You're on it, dude. You're <laughs> yeah, on it. On, that's how we do things here at Force of Nature, bro. <laughs> Anyway, so Jeremy Wade is an angler, and he goes all over the world catching fish. Some are in very strange places, and the fish he catches sometimes are just massive, and that you never knew, would have guessed that they live there or even exist. Kind of like these goonch. <laughs> the goonch. <laughs> so, uh, an episode in the first season, he investigates these mysterious drowning stories, and like I said, it was in 2009, and it was kind of a legit investigation, and then they threw a TV show on top of it. He investigates and looks at a few other animals that might be considered culprits. So, Dave, this is what you were talking about. Mm -hmm. They look at crocodile species. The saltwater crocodile is ruled out since they are not found that far north. This okay. is in northern India. Uh, the mugger crocodile uh, are ruled out. They're, they're a, smaller, it's a bit smaller. They're still big. Uh, they are the most numerous in India, but they are ruled out because they don't live in the colder waters of the Kali River. The Kali, mm. ri or the Kali River runs down from the Himalayas, so it's uh, okay. it's very cold water. Bull sharks were even considered. Wow. Uh, but an underwater investigation recorded no sightings of bull sharks, and no locals have reported sightings of sharks or no fins coming out of the water, nothing for several years, so they are then ruled out. They also consider whirlpools 
to be the cause. You know, like whirlpools, whirlpools, like, like in the water, wow. like a whirlpool. Uh, however, they are also ruled out because most of this takes place in calm waters. Okay. Hmm. During their underwater investigation, they spotted numerous groups of these gooch catfish and six individuals who were man-sized. Wow. Jeremy made a few unsuccessful attempts at catching one with a fishing rod. So he they did something creative and they made a funeral pyre. I'll get more on more onto that in a minute. Okay. okay? Uh, did they use one of that to lure one in? He they successfully caught one. Uh, they caught a six foot gooch, a record breaker. It weighed in at 166 pounds. Wow. Three times larger than an average gooch. Now, Jeremy estimates that this gooch was strong and probably capable of eating a small human. He also says he believes that even larger specimens, larger specimens are likely to exist. Really? Which I don't doubt. In the same river? Yeah, or same okay. river. Okay. Uh, another story that comes out uh, around 2007-ish, uh, in the same area along the river, a domestic water buffalo was reportedly dragged underwater by a strange animal while drinking in only th- uh, three feet of water. Interesting. Jeremy wow. theorized that the creature that did this had to weigh or at least 200 pounds or more in order to take this buffalo. And they do believe it was a gooch. Jeremy was originally skeptical of these gooch attacks, you know, like how you normally would be. But upon further evidence that these huge fish might be getting bigger from eating humans from the funeral fires. So in India, it is common for people who have died to be given a funeral in the water and sent off into the river. And they it's kind of like they put it on logs and then they light it on fire. Um, So you're saying they eat. The bodies, yes, and that's how they're growing exactly to be right. so big. Okay, yes, they um, light them on the with the funeral fire and the dead. They they somehow like their wood collapses and the bodies fall in the river and the gooch eat them. Interesting. And yeah. they say that is uh, and this is a ritual that is pretty common in India in the Hindu religion. Jeremy thinks that the gooch have fed on these people and likely developed a taste for human flesh. Oh my goodness! So. What is Jeremy going to do? Is he going to go Kevin Costner on Waterworld and just attach himself <laughs> to a lion? Trying, I, to, trying to catch one of those things? I do that not think he, Kevin Costner is involved in any of these, but they, you know what you say But every I would time, trust Kevin Costner to get the job done. Oh, I would. <laughs> you always trust Kevin Costner. But pretty crazy story, right? Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> do you ever think Jeez. we were talking about uh, man-eating catfish today, Bragg? A goonch? No. Yeah, a good goonch. <laughs> wow. It does feel kind of like a... Uh, discriminatory thing to say to somebody hey you're a goonch huh you goonch <laughs> yeah. maybe it is i don't know but <laughs> all right let's move on um so our next story let's move on it happens in 2001 at deerfield beach florida florida always with florida <laughs> yes thank yeah. you for noticing yes. Breck. uh <laughs> Breck, you've listened to some episodes in florida it comes up often i feel like because all the stories there are crazy but you know what? We're not going to talk too much shit on Florida this week because they are going through a hurricane at the moment. Oh, yeah. And it's pretty bad. It was like a 
only, it was uh, just shy of a Category 5. I was yeah. watching it today. Yeah, like literally two miles per hour shy of a Category 5. Is that what it was? Yeah. yeah. 155 mile an hour wins. 157 would have been would have Category been five? 5. Gee, way to trip at the finish line there, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Michael. Uh, all right. So we're not going to talk too much bad about Florida this week. So anyway, a man named Leon Resnick. He's 31 years old. He was an employee of Riva Yamaha. So you've heard of Yam- the company Yamaha. They make a lot of known motor vehicles and stuff like that. So is this an instrument one or is this the, the vehicle? Vehicle. Okay. Uh, Leon was testing a water jet propelled craft. I don't exactly know what okay. kind of craft. Um, I'm, I'm assuming mostly more likely a jet ski yeah. by what happens here. Um, he's doing it on a lake about 20 miles north of Fort Lauderdale. So he is driving this watercraft and gets clucked in at going 55 miles per hour. Wow. That is fast on water. That is <laughs> yeah. so fast. Oh, all right. A co-worker. <laughs> well, it's going to come back to haunt him here in a second. <laughs> a co-worker who was on the shore with a radar gun went to pick something up. And then he turned back. Leon was no longer aboard the craft. And it, <laughs> was, was, it, still was it still going? going? Yeah. <laughs> well, it, it probably had one of those attachments oh, gotcha. on the wrist where oh, if... You if, just see the jet ski going and probably, there's no guy. <laughs> <laughs> well, probably for a little bit until yeah, it slows itself down. But Leon, okay, this is what happened to him. He was hit by a duck while driving. <laughs> <laughs> the duck was flying by from the other direction. So think of it... Yeah, like T-bone him? <laughs> Probably straight ahead, more like. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. The duck was flying by from the other direction and hit him right in the head. Oh. oh. Knocking him out, and he drowns. He didn't have a life vest or anything on he, he, It doesn't Leon? say if he does or not. <laughs> yeah, Leon, do you think this guy is Safety Florida. first. <laughs> but uh, even with you being, if you were wearing life vest, you could still drown True, because your your uh, neck would be slopped over, and you could still be. So it, it, I don't. It, he could have been wearing one, but in same time he could have. But it doesn't really matter. Wow. Investigators say that uh, say a duck hitting him at the speed he was going, it might as well have been a cinder block. Oh wow! So wow, was the duck okay? <laughs> no, the duck was not okay. <laughs> the bird's carcass was found, uh, but uh, nobody, uh, unfortunately, they never said what kind of duck it was. I really wanted to know that. Must have been a British duck. It was on the left side, drive, flying <laughs> on the left side. <laughs> sure, Dave. A British duck in Florida. Yeah, hey, they migrate. Yeah, it's on vacation. Yeah. <laughs> so that sounds like a, a crazy Florida type accident yeah. to happen right yeah okay so get this and i have i have to mention this on an article that i came that was about this it uh allowed comments like a forum mm, okay <laughs> you want to hear what these people had to say oh, i'm sure that's the best place to find <laughs> okay i'm just gonna rapid fire these this is by freesia a foul way to die nice yeah by dino dino he should have ducked <laughs> <laughs> nice by ain't their money, guess you could have said the watercraft wasn't all it was quacked up to be. <laughs> These are my kind of people. <laughs> <laughs> By is this Nick? This story quacks me up. <laughs> These punning sons of bitches. <laughs> Dave, you would hey, get I along like with yeah. them. True, I think they're great. I'm sure you love doing that, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's a that's our crazy uh, Florida story for the week. And like other Florida-related stories, it is crazy. Yeah. 
Uh, this isn't the only bird-related story that we have. Uh, let's go to April of 2012, and we are going to Chicago. Okay. We meet an Anthony Hensley. He is 37 years old. He works for a company called Knox Swan and Dog, which, so I've never heard of a job like this, but which they, they use swans and dogs to keep geese off of condominiums, golf courses, and other rich white people areas. Huh. <laughs> That's funny they use swans because you think they'd be the, I, I've that never seen a kick off too. Swans to keep geese away? Yeah, I've never heard of. I know dogs could do it, but I've never heard of swans. Yeah, and like, who would want swans around? Yeah, they're, it's, like, it's like they do the same thing well, the geese you're, do. When we get to it later, you're going to wish you didn't put swans in there. So. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I've never heard of a job like that. Anyway, Anthony was in a kayak on a condo's retention pond. So can you uh, picture what uh -huh. I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. Uh, he was checking on some of the animals, but one of one of the animals didn't really like Anthony coming there. This animal it was a mute swan. Now, these guys are the second largest waterfowl species after the trumpeter swan. Mm. And they can get to around 30 pounds and with a wingspan of around seven feet. Wow. Wow. And <laughs> so what happens is this swan attacks Anthony, causing him to fall off of his kayak. He he's and remember he's just in normal street clothes and no life jacket. The swan keeps attacking him in the water and bl <laughs> and blocks him from attempting to swim to shore. Wow. <laughs> Two witnesses saw Hensley resurface a few times in the pond and they called police, but I guess they didn't really feel the need to help him out there because they didn't. <laughs> By the time police got there, Anthony had already drowned. Oh. Killed by a swan. Oh my goodness. Now, actually, swans are uh, very territorial and will protect their young. And this happened during the springtime. So they believe that's what the swan was doing, was protecting its young. But to add a little to this story, uh, the wife of Anthony, now a widow, filed a wrongful death lawsuit. She is seeking at least... Swan. <laughs> not against the swan but she is seeking at least uh, how do you plead swan <laughs> nothing I'm a mute <laughs> uh, she is seeking at least uh, $50,000 in damages her lawsuit stated that uh, the companies the one that he worked for and the condominium their negligence caused her husband's death $50,000 doesn't seem like much does it you might as well just got a life insurance policy you would have made a hell of a lot more than that. That's true. <laughs> they don't have to go to court. Wow. <laughs> Still, if the swan only weighed, what, 30 pounds? 30 pounds. Ah. I mean, but swans... So, and, okay. and you're in water, right? So here's something to remember. So, I, okay, for the rest of the case, I don't know what happened. I don't know what uh, if she got the money or not. I don't know that. But do you guys... I know... You, you you both should know actually. So at the remember those geese at Weber State, mm -hmm. uh, Weber State University, how yeah. those things were vicious. Uh, me and Dave Breck, me and Dave once we were filming a commercial for Weber at, on their grounds, and there's these those remember that one yeah. goose who was just hissing at us, and <laughs> it's just spreading. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it, it it definitely was, and so I mean geese and swans are different, but they. They will attack people. Yeah, yeah. I mean, same it's been of, the quarter. Same type of aggression. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, but it it is weird for someone to die. Yeah, I'll be honest. I mean, if you feel your life is getting, you know, you know, it becomes a life or death situation. I'm going to drown. You're like, forget this. It's 
<laughs> you know, it's or like, just go underwater for a little bit and swim. It's not like it, I, it's hard for me to, to see something like, oh no, the swan is. Well, oh. And the you people know, too, they're like, just be eh, like this it. looks we'll bad. Tough it out. This looks bad. I I'll think I'm swim. just going to call the cops. Yeah. I'm not going to help this guy. Yeah, out. They don't even help <laughs> him out. But I think that's maybe that's why, because it was so crazy. Like, uh, this it's, guy should be able to. He, he should be fine. Get through this 30 pound swan, you know? He's got this, right? <laughs> yeah. No, no, it doesn't look like he's got it. <laughs> And then they're just like, I think he's got it. We're fine. We'll just yeah. call somebody just in case. But yeah, that is another crazy bird story. And you know what? We have a third bird story. Oh, okay. And Spoiler. it's a story. It's one of those that will fit like you couldn't make this up if you tried <laughs> type of thing. And this is, uh, I'm going to let Breck take it away. Oh, it's okay. funny because uh, Breck told me he, he wanted to cover this story. And I was like, well, I'm already working on this one. So we might, uh, if, if I feel, I'm going to let Breck tell it. If there's something to add in there, then I will. So, but other than that, Breck, take it away. Okay. So <laughs> just looking up unusual deaths by animals, you can come up with all sorts of things. And literally, I didn't have to look long for this one. And you haven't been naming them, have you? Your stories. No, we, no, we kind of got away I, I, from that. I'm still keeping that, though. So... Mine's going to be called Don't Be the Cock at the Cockfight. Yeah, see, <laughs> see, the one reason why I got away from it is all puns, punning sons of bitches. Yeah, hey, I like <laughs> what's, that. what's wrong with that? Uh, okay. He so, thinks they're foul. Uh, uh, yeah, there, there you go. go. There you go. Threw it in the door. All right, too. wait, say one more time. What was it called? Don't Be the Cock at the Cockfight. Okay. So, really, uh, a little back, like, back history on... Um, on cockfighting. So really, this is a blood sport between two cocks, right? So typically, there's two cocks in an arena. They call it the cockpit. Hey, and the nope. good thing you have this one. You're the sports guy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that right? makes sense. Yeah. So, and keep in mind, this is something that goes back 6,000 years, like the sport of cockfighting. Um, first time it was ever recorded was in 1634 by Magellan. Um, and that was actually from one of his transcribers, Antonio. But really, the, the main point of this is when he actually voyage to the Philippines, he was just blown away that this was actually something people did and was very excited by that. Um, so they were excited by the cockpit. Yeah, yeah. yeah, of course. It's, it's super exciting. be entertaining. Right. So uh, let's see. So the cocks, you know, apparently they were specially bred, right? Mm -hmm. So they, they, were, they were bred to have higher endurance, better stamina, more strength. And I didn't know this actually, but I guess they would put like a a shank or like a, they put a like knife, a, a on, knife or a razor on, on their leg on the spur oh, on their the spur. spur. Yeah, so a metal spur. They like on tape their spur. it on there. They yeah, they'll like tape Jeez. or somehow That's put some it Mad on. Max stuff there. <laughs> yeah, I had no idea. I thought it was like oh, they know, literally they get in the ring and they just like claw at each other. <laughs> wow. <laughs> no, no, the whole point is for one of these cocks to die. So or really get hurt. I don't know. I don't know how you make that decision on who wins. But you know, this is something that people were betting on. Um, and it's been outlawed in many countries, right? Uh, you know, for example, Cuba, it's actually legal in Cuba, but there's no gambling on it since the 1959 revolution. Hmm. Mexico, it's illegal in Mexico City, but in a lot of other states, it's actually completely legal, which is yeah. pretty crazy. Peru, it actually has the longest tradition, but it's regulated by the government. So they actually want We'll make to money off of it yeah, themselves. And, and the reason being is because this is a very, like, religious thing. It can be, yeah. yeah. For yeah. Different, it's a cultural, religious thing Interesting. in a lot of areas around the world. Yep. And India, it's actually widely done just for gambling purposes only. <laughs> yeah. So, what isn't done in India? <laughs> yeah. 
Oh, I had a bad joke. I'm not going to say it. But anyways, so but in the U.S., right, to bring it more to home, it's illegal in all 50 states. It's a felony in 40 states, including District of Columbia. Um, and really how this story comes about, this is in Central California near Bakersfield. Okay. And our, Bakersfield. our, our guy here. <laughs> have you been there? Yeah. Oh, I haven't. I don't even know. I don't, I'm not going back. Oh, okay. Well, well, you know what? We have a lot of California listeners. If they're in Bakersfield, I'm, I'm sorry. But I mean it. Hopefully you weren't at this cockfight. <laughs> I, was, I was not at this cockfight. Not, not you, the listeners. It's not about you. The listeners, yes. <laughs> so the story happens on January 30th, 2011 by our guy Jose Luis Ochoa, 35. So there's this huge cockfight going on. Police find out about it and they start to raid the place. There's a mad dash. People are scrambling everywhere. And Jose just happens to get stabbed by one of the, the cocks in the leg, right in the calf. Oh, wow. I don't, I know this story, but Dave doesn't. It's kind of funny. Right in the calf. It. So two hours later, they actually take him to the hospital and he ends up dying at the hospital. <laughs> um, you know, and it, just d- trying to find a little bit more information on, on Jose. He'd actually been previously fined $370 for other fights that he's actually been involved in. Mm-hmm. It's, it's really funny because they tried to make him out to be some huge outlaw, but then the fines were only $370. Yeah, he, he, he was just a guy who enjoyed it a cockfight. <laughs> hey, that's like here. a million pesos. <laughs> <laughs> so, and, and really, this is something that's a freak accident, and that's what the police were saying. They were trying to get a lot of eyewitnesses to say what happened. Like, I don't know. This is really weird. I mean, you can't really explain it other than just got stabbed in the leg and died. Yeah. Man. I'll bet that, I'll bet that cock was, I bet he had like uh, poison tipped blades or something. I know. He was Maybe. playing dirty. Well, yeah. I mean, to get stabbed in the leg. And I bet he was, He. I remember seeing something. He was uh, a little embarrassed. He was probably embarrassed to go seek attention because of what happened. Mm-hmm. And he was trying to get away from the cops at the same time yeah. because if he got convicted a second time, it was going to be a felony. Yep. So he was yeah. probably um, st- took too much time to get some help. Yeah. It, bleed, it, bleed it, it was only two hours, but I guess, you know, hit, hit a main artery. and I don't know. No, there, that are there arteries in your caps? I really don't know. <sighs> you got out. arteries all over the place. It just depends yeah. on how deep. It must have been a pretty deep the cut. right spot. I feel like it must have been two it, hours. It was a main cock. It was <laughs> it was a mean cog. So, wow. but to give some context to this, there's never really been a story quite like this, other than the year before in the summer of 2010, two men uh, from Merced actually got in an argument over a ten dollar bet in a cockfight. Okay, a gun was pulled out, shot that guy, and then the shooter was actually beat to death by the brother who had just been shot. Other than that, there's no other. <laughs> no other cockfighting. So that was the murder of the cockfights. The murder of the cockfights. <laughs> crazy. I had a friend that uh, um, his grandparents lived. They lived up in Kaysville. They ran a cockfighting ring. Well, the, their neighbor <laughs> had had uh, roosters that he trained to fight, and they had a windstorm, blew it, blew the coop open. And they all. Killed each other. He's got roosters again. <laughs> oh man. So yeah, that that's the story again. That was like literally searching for three minutes, and I was just yeah. baffled that someone died by a, a cockfight. By a cockfight. That's crazy. Was and I, that, <laughs> he's telling the cops in the hospital. Uh, I fell down the stairs. <laughs> he, he might have to. But uh, Breck, that was that was really good. I was re- I'm, I'm really impressed with your research. I told Breck to do some. Re- I was I did was I was I'm impressed with what you came up with. So thank you. Good yeah. job. Good job, Breck. That's a good Thanks, story. Man. That was a good story. Yeah. Okay, but uh, let's move on. 
uh, to our last story uh, this episode. And it's very... I don't even have a proper word for it. But <laughs> I really don't. This, I found this before we even started doing this show. And it's unlike any story that we've covered before. So I also feel that we need to add a little disclaimer before this, before doing this story. Let's just say I probably wouldn't have your children listen to it. Uh, we normally try to keep things PG, PG-13, but this story, just because of the nature of it, we're going to make it an R rating. Mm. Ooh. I'm pumped a little bit. Dave, here, Dave knows <laughs> a little bit about what I'm going to talk about. He doesn't know that much in details. Breck has no clue. We've been talking about it for a while. You've been excited to tell me this story. Yes. <laughs> so, Brett, I'm going to have you on. I'm, gonna, I'm saving the story for you. That's exactly what happened. But it's a very bizarre story. So, here we go. We are going to Enumclaw, Washington in 2005. Enumclaw is a small town with around 12,000 people. Uh, almost dead center in the state of Washington in King County. So now let's meet a man named Kenneth Pinion. He is 45 years old and was an engineer for the Boeing company. Uh, no surprise, Boeing is pretty big in Washington yeah. around those parts. And that's, that sounds like a pretty legit good job, right? Yeah. And he had been previously married and had children. I could not fi find any information on them or their names, ages, Probably because they don't want to be associated with this story. Really? That bad, huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, this... <laughs> there's a lot to this story, but I'm, I'm just going to get right into it. So, Kenneth, in the early 2000s, became involved in increasingly extreme sexual acts. Mm. <laughs> including the use of extremely large dildos. Mm. Fisting, <laughs> wow, <laughs> and bestiality with mm, horses. I, okay, <laughs> and I'm not talking no cocks then. Huh? <laughs> yeah, no, no. Oh, there's no, no, no cocks on this fight. No, just one huge one. <laughs> and I'm not just saying he he's. I'm not saying like he's doing the horse. It's the other way around. Really? <laughs> <laughs> That's not good. We weren't expecting that one, were you? No. <laughs> So, in the early days of the internet in the 2000s, you know, we all remember those early days of logging on to AOL and stuff, getting going onto a chat room, the, the long sound it made to, to get on there. You know what? I think we should add an audio sound for that. I can't even for, remember what that sound Well, is. we're, we're going we're gonna to add an audio sound for nostalgia purposes for the listeners. All right. Okay, so Kenneth found an online community that was into this stuff. A group of men nicknamed Zoos. <laughs> <laughs> These were apparently all, well, I don't know if they were all local men, but I feel like they were, because, because they began meeting each other at a farm in an unincorporated area in King County. So I feel like they couldn't have been too far away. But uh, what they would do <laughs> is film each other being sodomized by horses. <laughs> Along with sometimes having sex afterwards with each other. Talk about sloppy <laughs> seconds. Oh my gosh. I don't even know <laughs> how that would work. 
like the I, hot dog down the hallway thing you think that would that would work here i think it would man <laughs> apparently the men trained the horses to penetrate them so they would the men would strip and apply a horse breeding pheromone and oh then bend goodness. over in front of the horses now I don't know if the men were spraying the pheromones in each other's asses or what was going on. <laughs> but I, I can... Oh, on the neck, bro. You gotta, you gotta <laughs> tease the think horse it's going <laughs> I think it's going right in the ass, honestly. Anyway, <laughs> Kenneth even had a cast created of the penis of his favorite horse named Strut. Oh my goodness. So a giant horse dildo, basically. And to then, practice? I... I don't know. Well, you've done enough research so far. I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't. I, am, I imagine for his own pleasure. Uh, so most people have seen. Most people have seen like a a horse, a horse with a heart on. I remember seeing one before. And it's just like holy shit, that dick is huge. <laughs> <laughs> so do you guys want to know how big uh, a horse's penis actually is? Tell me. Dave, I am sorry about your Google search history once again. Oh, <laughs> but a stallion's penis can reach a foot and a half long. That's 18, maybe more inches. And that's just the length. Well, I don't know about width or girth, or, <laughs> but I imagine that's pretty big, too. Uh, definitely bigger than a Dodger dog. <laughs> Dodger dog. <laughs> sure. <hey. laughs> All right. I feel like we've talked a lot about animal genitalia the last few episodes. We've talked about hyenas. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so here, yeah, I'm sorry about your... So is it you're, bigger than hyena, female hyenas? It, it is it's bigger than a female hyenas. <laughs> but anyway, so Kenneth uh, was distributing zoophilic pornography of himself receiving anal sex from the stallion, and he used... Uh, the name Mr. Hands as his alias on the web. <laughs> Mr. Hands, that does... Yeah, all right. Huh. Huh, yeah, that's about what you can say <laughs> to that. <huh? laughs> so let's go to the day of Kenneth's death. Kenneth and a man named James Michael Tate, remember him, uh, who li Tate lived in a trailer next to the farm. Oh, and they all, they're not going to one of their farms. They've been sneaking onto uh, a farm that was in their area. <laughs> they are also with a third man. Uh, he's an unnamed and his name never gets out. But Kenneth and uh, Tate film the third guy having sex with the horse. And once uh, once he's done, you know what? It's, it's Kenneth's turn now. <laughs> wow. <laughs> now, I, I don't know if the horse happened to just... You know, thrust too hard. But during this act, Kenneth sustained internal injuries. I bet. As you can imagine, because, you know, it's a giant horse cock. <laughs> I guess hours later, Kenneth was anonymously dropped off at the Unumclaw Community Hospital. The man who dropped was it, him was, off. Was it an animal hospital or was it an actual hospital? <laughs> it was an actual hospital. The man who dropped him off at the hospital had disappeared before the staff could ask him any questions. <laughs> According to the medical examiner's office, Kenneth, Kenneth died from acute... One, here's one of these names. Para, peritoninus. Hmm. Which is the inflammation of the inner wall of the abdomen. 
the abdomen. Oh, yeah, yeah Braxton, inches, right? <laughs> which caused perfor- uh, performation of the colon. And that's what killed him. Oh, my God. That sounds awful. <laughs> but there's there's more to this. There's more to this story. Uh, a lot of things, actually. <laughs> and a lot of things happened in the aftermath of this story of Kenneth dying. Now, there are reports that Kenneth actually owned the horse that was involved and just had a neighbor keep after it for a while in their barn. We don't know. Never came out. Also reports that Kenneth was concerned that the hospital would question his injuries and uh, them finding out about what happened and then he would lose his job. And he didn't. At the zoo? He, Where was his job? No, no right, he was the Boeing. He had Boeing. A, oh, that's he had right. A good, okay. He had a good job. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't. Uh, he and they said that his uh, his buddies. He didn't let his buddies take him to the hospital in time. But we don't know if that happened either. Things we do know are that authorities tracked Kenneth's friends and family. They used surveillance camera footage to track down the companions that he was with. Police were able to track down the farm that was used, and in the internet chat room community, this farm was known as Zoophile. A destination for people who wanted to have sex with livestock. That was their tagline. Oh, boy. (laughs) (laughs) Police seized hundreds of hours of videotapes of men engaging in bestiality. (laughs) One of the videotapes featured Kenneth the day he died. The act, the, the entire act. So you might wonder what happened to Kenneth's buddies that were with him that night. Well, James Michael Tate, who photographed, who photographed and recorded uh, the axe, was charged with criminal trespassing in the first degree, though, because the owners of the farm were not aware what was going on, obviously. Well, and I'm the- sure they didn't, weren't taking signups for <laughs> want to have sex with my horse. <laughs> The third man was not charged since uh, his face was never visible in the video seized by investigators. But back to James Michael Tate. He entered an Alford plea where he doesn't admit to the criminal act and asserts innocence. The judge gave him a suspended one-year sentence and a $300 fine and one day of community service. Might as well get in a cockfight. (laughs) I bet it wasn't... I bet he wasn't on a farm, though, for that community <laughs> service. Well, uh, as well as uh, the judge also ordered him to never visit the farm again. <laughs> That's not all, though. After, <laughs> after Kenneth's death, the state of Washington felt the urge to rapidly pass a bill prohibiting sex with animals and the videotaping of uh, Wait, sex so, with animals. So it wasn't illegal up to that nope. point? <laughs> Someone has to do it before it has yeah, to go on, right? They may have thought about it like, we don't need That's to do funny. it until somebody actually So why were it. these guys scared in the first place then if it wasn't even illegal? Well, because uh, probably of what's going on, basically. <laughs> it's not, I don't, I don't think, I think it's going to be looked down upon. Gee. Yeah. Yeah, it's not, uh, <laughs> I can see that, but... So drop it, throwing the guy off at the hospital and taking off, you know, that's, that's <laughs> yeah, but would you want to be known that you're doing that for everybody? I don't know. Anyway, under, under current Washington law, bestiality is now a class C felony punishable by up to five years in prison. The law passed uh, with the Washington state Senate less than a year 
after this, and the Senate, the senators voted with 36 yays, zero nays. <laughs> Except the horse. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, as long as 13 excused, that just means they uh, weren't there. Uh, I don't really know what that means. doesn't matter. Uh, one senator says, and I quote, it was almost a comically easy law to pass. <laughs> <laughs> and I guess like Democrats, Republicans agree on something for once, and that's that bestiality is not cool. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and actually, prosecutors wanted to charge uh, Tate with animal abuse, animal cruelty, but the police found no evidence of abused animals. No injury or anything animals. to the horses. <laughs> In fact, they were probably feeling just fine. <laughs> like they were feeding them properly. And was every... Yeah. <laughs> but there was no law at this point, so all they could charge Tate with was trespassing. Now get this. Tate uh, and two others were jailed four years later in 2009 in Tennessee, accused of, once again, bestiality. Gee. He just can't get it out of his system. God, I, I guess. Well, it's one of those he things. He should know better. He's got to go down to Arkansas. They, they created a law because of you, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's probably not going to be cool but in Tennessee be, either. <laughs> just can't get it out of his mind. It might be a, it's a mental thing. I, I, I don't know. Tate pleaded guilty there to uh, uh, for the sexual acts with animals. He was placed on probation, and that's about it. He gets off pretty easy, I think. Mm. But in 2007, so there was a documentary made after Kenneth. It's called Zoo. Now I watched this. I finished it you last did. night. <laughs> Holy hell! Was this the weirdest? Where did thing? you find this? It's on YouTube. Okay. So I'm going to put the link on the description below. So if anybody else wants to. Do you think anyone's going to watch it? I don't know. But <laughs> like I, but the film was actually one of the winners of the 2007 Cannes Film Festival, as well as the 2007 Sundance Film Festival, which is about Whoa. half hour away. It's called yeah. art. Cool. It was just like like you guys. I I didn't. You, maybe I need to make you watch it after this so you understand. But it's just weird. Like I feel like the whole thing is no, made I, I, I to think feel, make it. you feel. <laughs> I feel like it's made to make you feel uncomfortable. Like the way the lighting is, the way the reenactments are. It's just Those everything is in. Yeah, everything. Oh well, my not, not they didn't reenact that the actual sex acts, <laughs> but the reenactments are just weird. It's just a bizarre. Who agrees to play that role? Well, maybe a desperate actor. <laughs> I mean, uh, Someone will do anything for 50 bucks. Yeah, not us, not me and Dave. 20 bucks is 20 bucks. <laughs> so not only that, uh, but a video circulated around the internet. The exact video of Kenneth dying, or that act, you know, uh, getting sodomized by a horse. No, we'll just say that. Uh, no, Dave, I did not look it up, so you're fine on your computer there. Thank you. <laughs> All right thought about it but I did I incognito <laughs> dude you got a phone use your own phone <laughs> so the the videos the video is named mr hands or two guys one horse <laughs> the video has become one of the first uh, viral reaction videos similar to well breck i think you know two girls one, one cup that's the one so, dave don't I was, ask i was thinking you were talking about first watching of Game of Thrones or something. Nope, not even close. Okay, never mind. Uh, if you really want to know, we can tell you after the show, but we're not going to Okay. Make... Okay, that's Yeah, fine. this one was kind of... Two Girls, One Cup sounds like it's actually a better 
it's well okay we're not we're not <laughs> we're not gonna talk anymore about that <laughs> so and actually joe rogan had a couple guests on his podcast react to the videos i watched i watched them it was pretty funny <laughs> So I'm going to put a link to that in the description below as well, because it, yeah, it was pretty funny. So last thing, uh, an article came out 10 years later in uh, 2015 about the town and how it reacted to the story. What do you think? What, what would you guess? A small town, something like that happens. Did they ask to change the town name? No, they pretty much just ignore it. And uh, they don't talk about, you know what? Hmm. <laughs> That's pretty much how it's handled there now. Wow. Washington Santa Cruz or something. <laughs> so, fellas, that is going to wrap up our stories. Wow. Hey, uh, thanks for I thanks have, for ending on that one. Yeah, that, you're welcome. It was Why? so disgusting, I couldn't even come up with anything funny. <laughs> I have one question. Yeah. Why are you saving that for me? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if I should be honored or... <laughs> yes, you should be. All right, great. I don't know. I just felt like, you know, this is a story for Breck. Maybe Logan. Maybe, maybe Logan. Maybe your yeah. <laughs> your cousin Logan. Uh, all right, but you guys like those stories? That was a pretty good Breck. I, that was a good story you brought. Good job yeah. on your research. Nice. Thank you. Um, Breck, uh, I, like I said, I hope you enjoyed being with us. Thank you for coming. We appreciate it. Now, I, what? I, why don't you tell our listeners a little about your podcast? Yeah. So the sports project really. Again, that's exactly what it is. This is just a project. We don't want to necessarily stick to one genre. So my co-host, Peter Meech, and I, we actually, what started it was the Colin Kaepernick controversy that's, I guess, came back up mm-hmm. with the new Nike ad. Um, are you familiar with it? Mm-hmm. No. So maybe listen to the first episode. So maybe like a month or so ago, maybe a little bit longer than that, Colin Kaepernick came out with an ad um, with Nike, and it was essentially Nike had been paying him all along. And you'll have to go and look at the ad. I can't remember it off the top of my head. But essentially, a lot of people were pissed because Colin Kaepernick, NFL, you know, not standing for the national anthem, right. those, those types of things. Um, and if you watch the ad, it was actually a very, very good ad. Like, it's, it, it highlights a lot of people that shouldn't be successful in sports, shouldn't be successful in athletics, but they are. You know, I'm talking about, like, a lesbian skateboarder or a guy who had a brain tumor and did, a, like, a triathlon, mm-hmm. like, two years later, mm-hmm. things like that. So, essentially, it was just saying, don't be, don't think of yourself as the greatest in your school. Be the greatest ever. So, and, and that's really what the message behind it was. And people were so angry about it because it was Colin Kaepernick. And we wanted to really break it down and see, um, you know, how society reacts to sports. Now, on the other side of it, we have, you know, I, I'm learning soccer. That's actually a new sport that I'm picking up. Football. Football. <laughs> so, you know, we want to inform people that there are other sports out there that you can really get to know and understand, especially here in America. People don't necessarily right. follow soccer too much. Um, and, and really just give our take on the sports that we love. So, you know, last night we covered my Yankees losing to the Red Sox. Oh, yeah. How, how, how did that feel? It, it sucked. It sucked. <laughs> but for Pete, he's he's never actually followed baseball, and he's been keeping up with it. So that's what you it. guys do. You guys have different sports, and, and so you guys can tell each other about the sports kind of? Yeah, yeah, oh, essentially. Okay. So, um, and then anything else. You know, if there's people doing cool stuff like I find a cool wakeboarder or something like that, yeah, I want to go interview that person and see – how did you get into it and, and things like that? So right that's really the the goal behind it right now. So we have basketball season coming up and uh, hockey, hockey, um, and like 
snowboarding, skiing, stuff yeah. like that. So we're we're gonna test the boundaries here and see what we can do and and come up with some good stories. Excellent. Right on. So you guys can find us on um, iTunes as well. So go out to iTunes and and give us a, a listen and give us five stars. Um, Anchor is the main app that we use, which is a really good uh, platform if people aren't familiar with it and want to start a podcast. I really recommend Anchor. You can go on, you can literally just create a podcast from the speaker on your phone and and get going. Um, and then from there, it'll actually distribute it out to all the major players. So like oh, iTunes, yeah. Google Play, all that good stuff. So uh, look for us on those platforms. Excellent. Right on. Excellent. Uh, thank you, Breck. And so for our listeners, what we're going to do in the next two weeks, next week, or yeah, the next two weeks, we're going to have some Halloween specials. Uh, next week, we're going to cover vampire bats. We'll mm. add a few Halloween twists, and we'll throw some vampire lore and history in there as well. And then the following week, we're going to cover werewolves. Ooh, I've, I've got a good, great werewolf story that we're going to tell. Uh, but other than that, if you if you guys enjoy the show, please go to iTunes. Give us five stars. Say something nice. Or if you don't use iTunes, you can... Give us five stars on our Facebook as well. We really appreciate it, and uh, it makes us feel good about ourselves when we get some feedback, you know? Yeah. And I promise to make more of a presence on Instagram, too. Brex helped me out already with it. <laughs> but also, maybe keep some of the pictures off from this episode. Yeah. We won't add and videos, any of the, and videos. And videos. Okay. <laughs> but uh, also, if you or someone you know has a cool animal story you'd like to share or you just want to ask us a question uh, just or you just want to say hi you can email us at forceofnaturepod at gmail.com also follow us on facebook and instagram we are available on spotify google play itunes oh, we're pretty much on all the main ones that we need to be um other than that dave do you have anything to add before we sign off no no breck Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. Yeah, Thanks thank for you for coming on. on. Yeah. Check out the Sports Project. And this is the Force of Nature podcast. Thank you for listening. Tell your friends. Be a part of building this up. And we will see you next week. Bye. Thanks, guys. <laughs>